Some shows lean left, some lean right, but we lean local and business. This is North Georgia Business Radio X with Bo Henderson. For the next hour, we will celebrate the businesses in our area and the people that run them. Find us on Facebook at North Georgia Business Radio X and online at NorthGeorgiaBusinessRadioX.com. Now, here's Bo Henderson. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Casey Riles. I'm filling in for Bo Henderson today on North Georgia Business Radio X. Uh, today, we're talking about local business. We're talking about the fact that leadership, according to John Maxwell, is influence. And I am with my co-host, Mr. Phil Benelli, and our special guest, Drew Eccles from J. Moore Farms. Phil, how are you, my brother? I am fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for being being in here with me. It's it's an honor and a pleasure. Drew, thank you for uh, joining us today. Man, I'm just looking forward to some big time business. <laughs> That's right. Come on. Uh, I know first thing uh, that we usually kind of talk through on these uh, with Bo is just kind of what's going on in the community. So I know uh, the chamber uh, has a lot of different things going on right now. Um, I know even this week on Tuesday, Jay Parrish uh, had an amazing presentation uh, about mental health. Um, Manny, who's an agent in my office there, uh, he went to the presentation. He said it was one of the best small business seminars that he's actually ever been to. I know Jay does a great job with mental health and uh, leading our area in that uh, direction. Um, there's a few other things that are going on uh, coming up. Uh, one is the Business After Hours, Thursday, September 22nd, and it's actually sponsored by Thrive, the co-working space that's going in the old Saul's building. You know, have you have you been by there since they've been renovating that space? Looking forward to seeing the inside of that. Man, come on. Um, so Thrive is sponsoring that, but it's 5 to 7 on September, Thursday, September 22nd. Uh, that was that is something that just took place, and then it's, it was actually at the rooftop at Tappet in Gainesville. Uh, but the other thing that's coming up is the 15th annual Health Smart Wellness Expo. Do you know what's going on with that, Phil? I I will tell you about it from this handy dandy sheet right in front of me, Casey. <laughs> Health Smart Expo. It's going to be on Wednesday, October 5th at Lanier Tech in the Ramsey Conference Center. Which, if you haven't been there, it's it's a wonderful facility in our community. It is. So Wednesday. October 5th from 7.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Open to the public. No admission. All citizens welcome. There's free shuttle service. And here's the big deal about this. Lots of great stuff about your health, which as we know, and we're going to talk about leadership, mm-hmm. if you don't have health, you don't have anything. You can't be an effective leader, business person, farmer extraordinaire, anything. So you're going to be able to get free health screenings for your glucose cholesterol, triglycerides, blood pressure checks, body mass index calculation. Um, So all these things you could get there for free. And you need that information to know how to drive your health. I will tell you one thing I'm sure you'll learn about at HealthSmart, which I encourage you to attend, is that uh, there are several things which all experts agree will improve your health. Those things are vegetables and getting outside in the sunshine. That's right. You you can get out in the sunshine and get your fruits and vegetables at J. Moore Farm. Wow, that was just perfect, Drew. I don't even know how that happened. <laughs> nice segue. Yes, but uh, October 5th, Wednesday, Ramsey yeah. at Lanier Tech. You know, another thing they're looking for is uh, nominations for the most fit companies. And, um, you know, Phil, I don't know, I was glad that you kind of took over that health, smart, and wellness part because out of me and you, you're obviously the most fit, so... <laughs> Uh, that I think that maybe we should nominate Jay Moore for uh, you know the most fit company. Maybe that's 
Maybe that's what we should do. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> fried pies, bowl <laughs> peanuts. We may fail the uh, cholesterol part of it. You know, eating peaches and strawberries and playing soccer. We might win. <laughs> there you go. That's I right. That's right. Uh, so local business, everything. A lot of times we talk about just kind of what's going on in the community, and uh, you know, I I know one thing this week. I drove by. Um, I drove by the old Pasquale's building, mm. and I will tell you, there's an awesome paving company taking care of the parking lot out there. Riles Brothers was out there <laughs> killing it. I got to talk to Mark Causey, who is the orthodontist, who's actually renovating that space. And man, that the the whole building has taken on a a, a different, a totally different look. It looks beautiful. It's a really good addition to that side of town. Have you been by there since they've been working on it? No. Yeah, it's right by Long Street Cafe where Pasquale's used to be. Um, you know, the whole entire place has been renovated. He actually walked me through it today. Everything about it, every detail has been, uh, you know, looked at. It's it's a really cool spot. It looks great over there uh, next to uh, next to Long Street, and it just it's gonna it's gonna be. Um, fit right in with everything new coming to that part of town as well. I mean, we always talk about downtown, but there's a lot of new things out there too. So that's going to be cool. Exciting. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know uh, another thing too, Phil, you uh, had going on this week. Um, I think you, you spoke at uh, North Georgia, University of North Georgia. What was that a guest lecture? Was that how, how, what, what was going on with that this week? Yes. So actually, you know, we record this uh, not on Saturday live because Drew is busy leading people through uh, the wonderful opportunities of the season, like pumpkins and and, uh, boiled peanuts and all all that sort of thing. So he couldn't be here if we did it on Saturday. So today's Tuesday. I was at uh, UNG, was glad to be there uh, and the Dahlonega campus where there was a group of CTSO, Career and Technical Student Organization, leaders from across Northeast Georgia, and I got to speak to them about leadership, Yes, which was very fun. Very cool. Just general leadership? Is that kind of the... What, what was the what was the theme of the talk? I spo- give, us a, give us a little uh, insight. I spoke to them about something. We, we, um, we have a new puppy at my house. Okay. I don't know why, because we already had two dogs, but it's a cute puppy. <laughs> and um, the other day I noticed my wife... Uh, Got frustrated because this puppy peed on the floor, understandably so. But she seemed very surprised. And it did dawn on me that so much of what upsets us in life is that we're surprised when things go Mm. wrong. Mm -hmm. And one thing I want to communicate to them that I think is very important is that you do not need to be surprised when things go wrong. Anytime you're trying to achieve anything, things go wrong. That's guaranteed. Come on. Every time. Yep. Things go wrong, and so you have to grab hold of those challenges and I, I just really kind of want to tell them that they need to go big in life and that everything they're trying to do will have challenges and they'll be scared. Yeah, man. Come on. Um, gu- guaranteed they got a lot out of the talk. I don't have to be there to know that because I've heard you speak before, Phil. Thank you. And l- let me give a shout out. It's so interesting. I was the one on the stage with the microphone doing my thing. And um, But as a leader, you, there's so many things you need on your team and you have to pump up. Some of the folks who are not going to get the spotlight, but they did a great job. So I did a freestyle rap. Yeah. All right. As Again. I like to do with the with the old students. That's you know? right. And there was a young lady who was there, I suppose worked at UNG, who was uh doing sign language for everyone speaking with the normal speakers, you know? And, did she do the rap? Uh, she she signed my freestyle Come rap. Come on. Um 
And I don't even know if everything I said was an actual word, so I don't know if she handled that, but that I was so impressed by that. She was not coming in expecting that challenge. <laughs> that would have been a surprise, but she was up for it, and she rolled with it, and that's what you got to do. Very good. Well, maybe you should have tried to get you an honorary doctorate down there so you could be like Dr. Dre or... <laughs> Dr. Phil. There we go. There you go. There Dr. we Phil, go. Baby. I see an album coming. That's I right. I see it. Drew, you had a you had a pretty uh, um exciting week as well. I know you uh you had some politicians in town visiting up at Jaymore, right? Yeah, we uh we had some folks up this morning. Uh Herschel Walker came and uh again, I'm messing up. We've been told to say Saturday morning, <laughs> but hey, it's Tuesday uh for all you listeners out there. Um so this morning we had Herschel Walker and, and Tyler Harper up. And, you know, it is interesting. I'm glad to get down here and get in this meat of some conversation with you guys about leadership. Uh, it looks so different across just so many different personalities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, it's not always as it seems. You meet someone and, and they are a leader. You think from the sideline, you're like, oh, he's not a leader. He he doesn't know what he's talking about or, or mm. whatever. and um it was just interesting getting to meet a lot of different people today and and uh getting to talk a lot about agriculture it was leaders in the industry that's awesome and, yep, so it was good and we and when we when we come back in just a minute we're going to actually continue that talk about leadership and uh, what we really want to dive into is how that john maxwell says that leadership is influence and we'll we'll talk more about that in just a minute on north georgia business radio x Hey, everybody, welcome back. This is Casey Riles again. I'm filling in for Bo Henderson. Look, we've been talking about all things local business, uh, a lot of things going on at the chamber, and a lot of new construction and just great activity, great business activity going on here in Gainesville and Hall County. And I'm with my co-host, Phil Benelli, and our special guest, Drew Eccles. Again, thank you guys for being with us today. Glad to be here. <laughs> so we are we're going to continue the conversation that we started, which is uh, that that John Maxwell, a prominent leader, a prominent trainer of leaders, says that leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. And I was telling you guys before we kind of got back on the the air here, you know, I've been reading this book and it, the title is Influence. And the author is Robert Caldini, Dr. Robert Caldini, obviously very, you know, obviously smarter than me. So don't take my word for influence. Listen to Dr. Caldini. However, he did study a specific group of individuals who have a specific role in their organization. And he studied these people because he wanted to know how we are influenced. Do you know what group that he studied, Phil? Hmm. Well, so these are folks who influence. Folks that influence. Well, the organization wasn't my house. Because at first I was seeing my wife because she influences me. But uh, I'm going to go salespeople. Salespeople, baby. That's it. Dr. Robert Caldini, uh, he studied the activities of sales organizations to figure out how they influence our buying habits. And so this is what I've been thinking through a lot. If... If salespeople who Dr. Robert Caldini studied, he studied how they influence us, 
And John Maxwell says that leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. Man, how much do we have to learn from being able to move people from a book like Influence that teaches us how to get other people to move in the direction that we want them to move? And the first person that we got to get moving in the direction we want is ourselves. Mm. Every leadership book I've ever read says you can't learn to lead others until you first learn to lead yourself. Very true. So true. And leading yourself is 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 a difficult thing. Incredibly There's difficult. There's no doubt. And yet, and yet, if I can't influence myself, obviously I'll never influence others. And on with that, I would say that if you are leading yourself and you are with a disciplined approach working towards the thing you want to work towards, you will by default influence others in a positive way, whether you're attempting to lead others Man, or not. On. That's right. And I, I know I know all of us, like you said, we're all influencing others. Drew, obviously, uh, there at Jay Moore, you have a lot of influence. You have a lot of leadership responsibilities. What are some things that stand out that, that you have seen that are is able to really help lead your organization where, you're, where you want it to go? It's kind of weird, man. You evolve, you know, uh, 15 years ago, I would have thought that my influence was being the fastest guy with a shovel or the fastest mm-hmm. guy right. with a basket. And I realized well, that's not leadership. Mm. Um, you know, as you mature, then all of a sudden, and I'm, this is very low level. It's very, uh, simplistic, but all of a sudden, um, quality of product and the quality of the work mm-hmm. was more important than mm. how fast it got mm-hmm. finished. Um, share with you guys during the break, you know, the past year or so, uh, we've got all these employees up there. Um, I have not just in the, out here in the world, you know, people I go to church with people I do business with, but also like employees also, um, giving them time talk to them Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. i think that influences them in a big way it's amazing Uh, we all there's a little joke up there all the time you know little girls that work in the pie kitchen a lot of them i don't know and they're scared to death of me (laughs) they're scared to death of me but when i start talking to these young ladies and i find out you know where you're going to college or where you're going to high school you know what's your mom do what do you want to do it's night and day and I, i hate it that it took me till you know, 40 some odd years old to, to really figure that out. But you do change as you know, and I think your influence changes. Absolutely. Yeah. You're we're like, it's amazing. Like you said, we're influencing people, uh, you know, even just by that presence that you just talked about, I heard an amazing quote by Oswald Chambers, uh, this week. He said that it's, it's the impact of a man is not necessarily the activities that he does, but the atmosphere that he creates. Mm. And I thought that was, man, I, that goes along exactly with what, what you're saying, the atmosphere that you're kind of been creating as a leader. And that's really what we're talking about, learning how to influence others and ultimately learning how to influence ourselves. And I wanted to tell you all this. There, there's just one part of the book. And, you know, there's six things that Dr. Robert Caldini talks about, uh, just six different aspects of influencing people. And one of them was commitments. And you'll you'll recognize this probably this story or something like it, but you know he talks about a certain organization, and, and they weren't they weren't really they were really just doing an experiment, but they started to go to households and ask them to put a sign in their yard that said "Drive Safe." It was this huge 
gaudy sign and they had a picture of it and they would show they went to hundreds of people and asked them will you put this sign in your yard and the people are like you know what would it look like they show them a picture of it and it's you know it's like covering up this whole entire house and so you know almost everybody says no 17 percent of people when they went and just asked them you know can can i put the sign in yard said yes we'll put the sign in the yard then they changed the experiment. They sent somebody two weeks earlier to a whole different set of households, and they asked them, will you make a commitment to safe driving in your community? You know, almost everybody immediately said, like, yes, we, we definitely will. And so they gave them a, a, just a little sticker to put in their window of their house. They asked them, would they do that small thing? Would you just put this little sticker in the window of your house? You can put it in your garage if you want to. But we just want to know that you're committed to safe driving in your community. And then two weeks later, the same exact group came back and asked them to put the huge gaudy sign in the yard at 17% said yes. The first time, how many people, how many, what percentage do you think said yes? The second time, probably 17%, 76%. I just figured they didn't want to get 400% increase. Phil, do you want to increase your productivity by 400%? I'll take it. Come on. So it's like they, by that simple task that they did, they asked for a smaller commitment first and then a larger commitment later. And I was my will started turning about me. I wonder how many times I have actually been influenced without even knowing it because somebody asked me for a small commitment first and then maybe in in times later, 2 weeks later, 2 months later, 2 years later, they came back and asked me for a large commitment. That was pretty eye-opening to me. Mm, I, that's that's it right there. It's little steps and uh Getting their toes wet mm. with with the commitment. I wanna I wanna go back for a second to something our guest today, Drew Eccles of the J Moore Farms. That's right. Uh, mentioned earlier, he he one thing that stood out to me. He mentioned that in order to influence, you have to spend time, and that that's important. And I, I mentioned in the first segment, I went and spoke with these student leaders today, mm-hmm. and I was there for twenty minutes. And we had a good time. And we said jokes, and I got excited and danced around, threw them T-shirts, and did a freestyle rap. But it always strikes me that I am there for 20 minutes. Mm. And if I am so lucky, they will take 5% of what I said and it might yes. impact them. Yes. But their teachers yes. are with them every, every day, day, five days a week. That's influence. And, yes, that is influence. And that, that time is so key. So as we're looking to get when one thing when when in your example with those folks who got the little commitment, they took extra time, right? They went back and mm-hmm. it, they spent more time with them. Yeah, they were there twice. Yeah, the, those those little tidbits, man. It's like I'm thinking, you know, you I was I was with a group of FCA leaders this uh, this earlier this morning, and we were talking through this same you know these same topics. How do we influence others? And there a lot of times theirs might be with. Uh, you know, raising funds to support the organization or uh, getting volunteers to show up. And all these things, we're, we're really fighting to make sure that people around us, one, know that we care about them, that they know we're there for them, and the things that we're trying to influence them in are just good things that they want to be a part of. And I know that Jay Moore Farms is something that we all want to be a part of. So when we come back, we're going to be talking with Drew about some specifics about what specifics about what's going on at J Moore Farms right now on North Georgia Business Radio X.
when the crisp temperatures of fall start to hit the air, I know Allie and I begin to make plans to find a way to put Jaymore Farms on the schedule. This is Casey Riles. I'm here with my co-host, Phil Benelli, and our special guest, Drew Eccles from Jaymore Farms. Thank you guys once again. I know I've told you twice, but thank you so much for being with us. Uh, this has been a great conversation so far. I'm really looking forward to just really digging into Jaymore Farms. A lot of people in this area know about Jaymore Farms. A lot of people have been to Jaymore Farms. But really, Drew, uh, I really appreciate you being with us because really we got a few questions for you. We want to dig a little bit deeper and maybe see what's going on with you guys and really First, more than anything, uh, I, I wanted to start right from the beginning. So all the way back, I've, I've known your family for a long time, man. So uh, how did Jay Moore come about and uh, the name? How did the name Jay Moore come about and who are the founders? How did Jay Moore get its start? Well, I'm going to get to that in just one second. But there's there's one other group that's very happy that it is fall and that I'm harvesting pumpkins. And yes. Soon the pumpkin harvest will be over. And I'll have all these scrap pumpkins to give to Phil and his hogs and his chickens <laughs> over at his farm. They so love those. They loved they it. Loved they them. loved it. And we had this bartering thing going on where I give him old pumpkins. He gives me a little chicken. If you haven't eaten one of those chickens on the green egg, man, come on, you ain't living. I, I'm just I telling you, you ain't it. living. Come uh, on, Hopewell Farms. That's yep. right, Hopewell Farms to the rescue. Um, so. To the, back to the question, um, you know, that's always the, the big trivia question. How did it get started? Who started it? Uh, Jay Moore Farms, and uh, when did it start? So the farm's been in my family for, since 1912. Uh, my grandfather, Jimmy Eccles, his granddad actually started farming there, and my granddad lives on one end of that, the old farm, and I live on the other end, and a lot of, lot of uh, production in between our houses there. Um, you know, I'm the fifth generation to, uh, to grow up and, and, and work up there. We've primarily, we're in the peach business and the broiler business, mm. you know, we got a lot of poultry businesses around here. And, you know, my granddad always says, he tells me a lot of things, but he says, you know, Northeast Georgia, these hay fields that we have that are lush up here, the, the crops that we grow, um, the, the greenery that we see, we owe a lot of that to the poultry industry because mm. these old red hills wouldn't, mm. they wouldn't grow kudzu, uh, you know, a mm -hmm. hundred years ago. So we owe a lot of this beautiful scenery to the poultry industry, but thank goodness we got out of the poultry business. Uh, <laughs> I, I loved to eat chicken. I didn't want to raise chicken. <laughs> we got out of the poultry business, primarily fruits and vegetables. And I came along 22 years ago, came back to the farm and, um, you know, tried to introduce new crops and, and expansions in the markets and agritourism and all that stuff. So, you know, here we are. Um, the, the market's been there for 42 years now, so 42 years in one spot. Man. Been a day or two. Well, you mentioned that some like some different things that you guys are getting into, and I and I know everybody really wants to hear about how can you know what can we expect when we go there. I know you guys have done an amazing job of inviting people onto your farm, but before we get to what people can expect when they see what they see when they come there, can can you kind of dig into that? Tell us about like the life cycle of growing peaches or berries. Kind of uh, what, what? When does the process start each year? And and walk us through ha what happens before we go in there and pick them up off the shelf. 
It never, it never stops. Yeah. That's the running <laughs> joke that we have now. I mean, years ago, talk going, revert back to the history just a second. 22 years ago, when I first came back to the farm, we, um, my dad and I and some of our farm guys, we would have to go build a barn for neighbors. Or I remember the last one I think we built was for Sam Chapman, our school board mm. member. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'd go build a barn or two in the wintertime. We would do some remodeling work. We didn't have enough work to keep us busy all year long. And, I, you know, I wanted to be a farmer full time. Mm. And I think I know my dad did as well and my granddad. So we we really expanded the operation. I mean, you know, goodness peach tree planting starts in uh january excuse me in february pruning starts in march um as soon as those things bloom and get ready to start coming in we're uh you know we we're thinning we're doing all this orchard maintenance all during the spring and normally start that harvest around the end of may um the strawberry deal right now as we speak I have guys up there plowing fields and laying plastic, getting ready for the strawberry crop for next April. Mm. So it's just, you know, here we are trying to harvest 150 acres of pumpkins, get ready for what we hope is 100,000 people um, on the farm in the month of October with good weather. Um, And then strawberries staring us right in the face saying, hey, it's time to go. It's go time. So, um, we have 41 guys on the farm That's day awesome. in, day out, just on the farm, not counting the market. Uh, those guys get in 60 or 70 hours a week. Come week. on. Um, you, said, you said 100,000 people in October. That's the game plan. Come on. So, <laughs> That's the game, good Lord willing. So I know the people who are listening who are, who are probably going to be some of those 100,000. You know what? When they come on this fall or October, what what are they? What's the main attractions? What do you have going on that uh, that people can look for specifically in the month of October, November? Look, we tell we recently have employee training, and and I don't know if 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 I probably haven't been a good teacher to Carly, but one thing that we really really um, push is um, you know we we want everybody to have a good time, and we want everybody to leave safe. Mm. And we'll worry about the counts and the money and all that. So that that's hey, we'll worry about that in November, that's December. Right. We want people to come up there and we want them to make memories. Um, you get a really good idea of what we got going on, looking at our social media on Facebook and things like that. But look, we got the corn maze, we've got hay rides, uh, barnyard. We've got so this year we just said, no offense, Phil, but no pigs, no chickens, <laughs> only diva chivas. At Jay Moore Farm. You know what a Chiva is, right? I don't. On, I do not. Come on, Phil. It's Chiva. a goat. It's a goat, man. Uh, it's a goat. Diva Chivas. Diva yeah, Chivas. Yep, Diva yeah. Chivas. <laughs> so we got Diva Chivas at You Jay can Moore find Farm. Diva Chivas, baby. Only one place in the world right now at Jay Moore Farm. That's right. That's exactly right. Uh, <laughs> Diva Chivas. I, something that stuck stuck out to me, first off, I loved hearing that story because I did not know that just a little over 20 years ago, you were not even farming full-time and now you have hundred thousand people 40 plus people working year-round just in production that is amazing yes and it is i love the what a blessing in our community i, I love jaymore farms and i love there's new things exciting things there's the agritourism but it's a blending of old traditional things and i think i recall you telling me that you have reintroduced a, a very wide variety of pumpkins which is new, but it came from old because who 
liked all the different kinds of pumpkins? My grandmother. Mm. Um, and I actually was fortunate enough to be on WSB last week, WSB uh, Channel 2 out of Atlanta. They did the story, and they wanted to see a picture of my grandmother. I think they aired that as well. Mm. Um, we were traditionally growing those jack-o'-lanterns, and we should get in my seed catalog and say, you need to plant a little bit of this. <laughs> and Casey knows her. You did what she said. You didn't. <laughs> That's you didn't. right. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Yes, even ma'am is the answer. What, even if you didn't know what uh, what you were doing, you had no clue what you were doing. You, you did what she said. So um, it was pretty awesome. Yes. And, um, you know, that, that whole fall, it is exciting. And just to see everybody up there smiling and having a good time. We introduced that you pick strawberry thing this past mm-hmm. spring, and that went over well. So, people just want to get outside. They they want to have you know they want to be out in the sun. Uh, they want to be let their kids run around and feel safe, and um, that's that's what we try to provide. And that's amazing. You and you know really uh, it, a lot of people come from all over North Georgia. I mean, this is right here in our backyard, though. Mm. Jay Moore is literally right here, but I know uh, people just from knowing you for a long time, Drew, I know a lot of people from Atlanta come up this way on the weekends, and so I'm sure a lot of those 100,000 uh, will be driving right up 365. Literally, Jay Moore is the largest of its kind in Georgia. They specialize in homegrown peaches, pumpkins, veggies, baked goods, located just north of Gainesville at mile marker 35 on Highway 365. Listen, make make it a point this uh, October to be one of those 100,000. I can promise you Allie Riles, Libby Riles, Eliza Riles, and Anna Brooks Riles will be one of the 100,000. Uh, and so when we come back, I want to talk just a little bit more with Drew about the Harvest Celebration. I want to hear about that, Drew, right here on North Georgia Business Radio X. The Hall County Convention and Visitors Bureau is doing a study right now to determine who is coming to visit Hall County and why are they coming here. I'm Casey Riles. I'm filling in for Bo Henderson today. I'm with my co-host Phil Benelli and our special guest Drew Eccles with J. Moore Farms. We are particularly interested in this study today because uh, J. Moore is one of the places that is going to be studied, I'm sure. You know, people come to this area to visit Jay Moore, and I, I know we talk, we've talked about it so far in the show, but uh, pumpkins, pies, uh, corn maize, all those things, all the reasons that they come. I love what you said a minute ago, Drew. You said they come, and you want to make sure they have a great experience and that they leave safe. Uh, how, how is this? I know you've, you've been watching this study. Is this something that you've kind of had your eye on? Well, it was just, just really interesting when uh, Stacy Dixon did a presentation for this chamber last month for our issues committee meeting and um you know it was pretty eye-awakening when she said you know they've got a third party that's coming in uh hall county has we've not had a um tourism study in 20 years Mm. so that's a long time and a lot of things as y'all talk about every week things are changing fast here right so um new study started a couple weeks ago it's gonna be over in april third party coming in they're going to be going to restaurants they're going to be going to places like jay moore lake lanier islands um shopping malls movie theaters all these things and they're going to be um buying stuff sure they're going to check your customer service they're going to check your restrooms make sure you're keeping your restrooms clean and they're going to you know give the cvb feedback come april i think it's over in april they're going to in turn be able to disperse that information to 
the chamber to the hotel owners, the business owners. And um, we just, you know, we remind our help quite often, you know, to be good to the customers. But mm-hmm. you better believe when I heard this, <laughs> I reminded them again really stay. quickly. And and, and uh, Carly, with our um, agritourism, all the corn maze folks, she reminded them this past Sunday, look, uh, we don't know who's, who's going to be here. And we need to be great to the customers That's anyway, right. but yeah. we need good. You we are. need Right. We need to make sure that we're on our A game with every interaction that we make. I don't care if it's in the maze, hayride, pie kitchen, wherever. We need to be on our A game. So. And yeah, I, you know, I've heard about a lot of stuff that you know. I know you and I talk all the time, but I know I know about most of the things you have going on. But tell me about harvest celebration. That's something I I don't I don't know if I've ever. Is this a new thing? Is harvest celebration? Is this the first time or? We kinda, started it last year, and yeah. I, you know, I know as simple as this sounds, that maze design year in year out. I'm scratching my head, and I'm really horrible. Every <laughs> maze design that I thought was really cool, the five year old kids thought was horrible, and every one that the five year old kids like, I thought was horrible. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, no more. We're just gonna start in 2021. We started. Uh, you know, a harvest celebration mm. and a lot of theme parks and stuff do that. And, and, um, you know, you just get all your fall decor out, all your signage out. The corn maze is cut in the shape of pumpkins and leaves and apples and all those things. Um, the, everything is, is relatively uniform. Uh, Carly liked it. She's a marketing person. That's so, right. you know, we got to come up with our own harvest celebration logo, mm. uh, the t-shirts the hats they they sold people love them um it was a way for us to streamline fall mm-hmm. it was a way for us to also um celebrate the whole entire harvest Absolutely. you know and kind of a big culmination of a huge corn maze activity on the farm month of october so mm-hmm. that's where it all came from Very hopefully cool. it sticks <laughs> I, I think it will. I, like I said, I know at least Allie, Allie, Anna Brooks, Livy, and Eliza will be participants in the Harvest Celebration. They can't uh, They can't wait to get to Jaymore every year. So is it is it all month? Tell us the details of how people can interact. With so it. in September, uh, we're just open on Saturdays and Sundays. Okay. Uh, one of the cool things, I'm, I may have to even look at the, um, the Facebook page in a minute, but we do have a 18 and up night. Uh, it's a adult night. That's the last Friday night in September, which is pretty cool. It, it is adults get to come out and act like a bunch of kids mm. and let their hair down, so to speak. So it's a really cool night, food trucks and things like that. Live entertainment. Yeah. Live music. Uh, we might even think about bringing in a rapper, you know, where I can find <laughs> one, but we'll, we'll drum one up. All right. Um, but then in October, we, um, uh, you know, it's full mode. It's game on in October. We're open daily at the corn maze. Obviously, the weekends are the biggest, but uh, biggest, busiest days. But uh, Monday through Friday is pretty good as well. Mm, I love it. We, we spoke in the last segment about your family kind of legacy, your fifth generation, your grandma and that influence. And I love taking my kids to Jay Moore. And if you have not been there in the audience, I would highly encourage you to kind of begin making this a family tradition for you. Your kids will love it. You'll love it. We go. We love going in there, not just for the fun, but really to, to get tasty treats, cheese curds. Feels a, a end of the cheese curds, and them kids come out with these huge <laughs> ice creams, man. The other oh, day, yeah. they, they were oh, yeah. killing some ice creams. 
and whose birthday was it? They got to pick some flowers. We cut them some flowers. Yep. Mm. That was so Libby. That was, uh, that was a, that. a good treat. Uh, September 23rd, Friday, September okay. 23rd, 6 to 10. That's when the uh, night on the farm. Uh, I'm looking at the Facebook page right now. What What is the the pa- Facebook page, Jaymore Farm? And then what? You guys have an Instagram too, don't you, Drew? Yeah, is it the same thing? Jaymore Farms yeah. as well. Uh, Carly's getting very creative and putting her older brother on tiktok uh, <laughs> yes. and and we also have corn maze cohen on tiktok okay, so my yeah. little man the 14 year old who <laughs> you can't stop him huh? he's the energizer bunny uh full of he's, he's all boy he he has down syndrome nothing stops him. Yes, i'm telling you nothing you can't get anything by him so he's he's our party animal um so yeah we've got all kind of social media out there we've got probably other things too that i don't even know about so amazing place, great family business. What does the Eccles family like to do when you're not working on the farm? Uh, so one of our favorite things, one of my favorite things, and Chloe and Co and Shelly, she she like one day of she's it, a little but, busy. Yeah, so we we ski and we <laughs> love to ski. Come on, now Shelly loves to ski for one day. And then she's good. And then she loves to shop after that. So it's all about economic <laughs> development, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so and we also, it's it's funny. I mean, and it is a team effort, but um, it, it's with all sincerity, uh, it is a very, comes from a very service-oriented perspective. But Shelly is involved in politics, and she um, loves we all love it. She loves her community and she loves her people. Mm-hmm. I think the best thing for us, though, that we've watched over the past three years is the buy-in from Cohen calling her team. He calls her team mom. Um, <laughs> that's what he calls her, his team mom. And Chloe has just, you know, she's gotten to meet a lot of people. Uh, she's gotten to participate in campaigns. And she even, I took her to South Hall back during the spring and she got to speak on behalf of her mom and did Mm. Like, wow. I just sat down. I'm like, well, I don't need to be here. So, yeah. uh, so you know, we don't make them do things they don't want to do. They want to be there. They want to support their mom. They want to support my business, and um, and it's it's fun. Y'all had say- some. Y'all have had some big changes too here lately. You know, I know you just, Chloe, you just you just sent her to college, man. Did you shoot me straight, Drew? Did you cry? I cried <laughs> from alto. I was driving a transit van. Full of her stuff. I'm, I'm listen. I'm being truthful. I cried from the time I pulled out of my driveway to the time I pulled into her dorm um, in uh, in Athens. She's at the College of Ag. We couldn't be more proud. Yeah, um, she's doing. She's actually um, her major is going to be hospitality, tourism, and food management. So mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, we can do something with that. But yes, and. For you guys with all those more kids than I have, just just wait. That's all I can tell you. Here you come, man. I got three. I got three right behind you. I'm watching you. I'm watching how you do this. Uh, you 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 know you told me this a minute ago. Said uh, you better start saving right now because uh, keep two I got jobs th- or get another one. What do you do at night? I- <laughs> Reading those books is not going to do that's it. Right. You're going to start with the Uber. Yeah, that's Casey Riles Uber yeah. insured by Farm Bureau. That's right. Driving on Riles <laughs> Brothers asphalt, he can do it. So what I'm hearing is you, you. The first time you cried was taking her to the dorm. The second time is when you first started getting the bills. Oh man, I'm serious. When you when you think about it, you know you hear it on 
Uh, you, you hear it on the radio. You you hear news stories about it. it it's different. It, there's you know you're still as a parent you're still responsible for this child even though they're living outside of your house. That's right. It's cheaper when they're under your roof. Right. Contrary to what you anybody thinks. So have a plan. We had a plan, and so far it's working, but it is not easy. Man, that's amazing. You know what? This is awesome. Thank you all so much for being here. Phil, thanks for co-hosting. Drew, thanks for being our guest. Uh, what a cool conversation about local business, about Jay Moore Farms, about influence. Uh, thank you guys for listening to North Georgia Business Radio X. You've been listening to North Georgia Business Radio X with Bo Henderson. What local business do you know that should be highlighted on our program? Let us know. Just search North Georgia Business Radio X on Facebook or contact Bo at businessradiox.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. And remember to support our local businesses.